Hey everybody, this is Don Newman and this is Living a Life Worth Remembering. And this is the show that is dedicated to helping you and I learn how to live a life that will continue to live on even after our own lifetime has ended. As I start season two, uh, I'm so excited about the new opportunities that I'm going to have to not just share things that are on my heart, but to talk to other people that are living uh, their own life worth remembering. They're making an impact. They're impacting destiny. And I'm so excited that this first episode of actually uh, interviewing somebody and, and taking that content and sharing it with all of you starts with a very good friend of mine that I've come to know uh, just this last year, but uh, it seems like I've known him uh, forever. Uh, my first guest uh, that will be part of this show today that I'll be talking with is author and coach Randy Pippen, uh, who is uh, not only an author, but he's a football coach. He's done it for many, many years. He's currently uh, the director of player relations at UAB. That's the University of Alabama, Birmingham, the Blazers. And uh, he's written this book, which I helped him publish, uh, Deep in the Heart. And I love what it says down here. It's daily documented devotions for your personal growth, inspired by Southern Football history, death, burial, resurrection, return, and future. So if you like comeback stories, you're going to love this book. If you love Southern football, you're going to love this book. If you just want to hear great stories that are going to encourage you and also give you a whole bunch of keys of devotion to help you learn how to live a more victorious life. I think this book is just full of different things. It's one of the most unique books I've ever seen before. And uh, when Randy first started talking to me about publishing this, I'd never seen a book that would have QR codes in it and would have interactive videos that both went to stories, videos, and to music. And so uh, we worked really hard to get this together, to get all the links together. And so I'm just very excited about this book, but I'm so excited to have Coach Pippen on here. Coach, welcome to Living a Life Worth Remembering. Hey, thanks, Don. It's great to be here. And, uh, and no, you didn't just help me publish the book. You published the book, and I'm really appreciative of that and really honored to be here with you today. That's awesome. So it, it looks like you're uh, parked at a Sonic there. Uh, yeah. Right I I where you're at. We're, we're taking, uh, as, as is uh, kind of our custom, we, we have a lot of uh, – family and friends throughout the South. And of course we live in Birmingham now, but my wife is from uh, originally from Cookville, Tennessee, actually Sparta, Tennessee, which is where we're at the Sparta Sonic right now. Uh, and uh, uh, so we're uh, here and, and going to spend the day up here in Tennessee and see some of her folks and, uh, and, um, and weather's pretty. So we've got a good day for it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Maybe we'll do a little advertisement for Sonic here. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Well, Coach, I'm so glad you're on here. And I, I got to tell you, uh, you know, if you if you look at the side view of your book, this is what we call dog ear in a book. And uh, <laughs> your book has been dog eared by me at several places. And I've enjoyed not only talking to you about the stories, but I've, I've loved uh, reading it. And the thing I love about it, it's an easy book to read. It's not like you're going to get lost uh, in one part, but there's several parts of the book. Why don't you share uh, with everybody uh, about the book and why you wrote it? Okay. Well, um, 
it's really something that's been on my heart for a long time. Um, it's, it's, uh, I've kind of summed it up as a, a dynamic faith-based 3d book. Uh, I say 3d because as you know, it's kind of, it, it comes to life. And so, uh, I call it a 3d living book. It's inspired by Southern football history. And then where it says on the front death burial, you know, resurrection, return, future, uh, kind of tying in the, uh, uh, the, uh, our UAB football program getting dropped and brought back, um, along with the, the story of, of Christ. And again, that kind of seems to go deep, but, uh, that's why it's called deep in the heart. And, uh, uh, but, but I grew up in Texas, uh, Don, as you know, playing football. And I often say it's not life and death where I was at football's not, it's more important than that. You know, people say, and, and, uh, that's kind of the way I grew up in that. And it kind of always intrigued me as to why it was so important, why football was so important. And, uh, of course, having lived in Texas the whole time, I just thought maybe it was just Texas. And then I, I came to the South to play football in college and, uh, kind of landed here, married a Tennessee girl and started coaching in the South. And, uh, so come to find out that uh, the passion for football runs really, really uh, even deeper in the deep south, particularly for college football. In Texas, you know, it's, uh, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and then high school football is like the biggest thing going. And college football's big, but it's not as big as it is in the deep south. And so it's kind of uh, through the years, been coaching for 30-plus years, and uh, it just uh, always intrigued me. Uh, and I just – had this desire to put together a faith-based book as we got into the UAB story five years ago. And uh, we brought the program back from no players to uh, three straight bowl games. Uh, it all seemed like it tied together real good. And, and so it, I just started, you know, documenting things. That's awesome. I, I love the UAB story. And, uh, you know, talking, I was familiar with the story before we had met, but listening to you talk about a program that basically was dead and uh, came back to life. Um, you know, the, the history of Southern football is built around that story, but in the seat of everything, of course, is the message of Christ, but in the seat of that story is the UAB story. What, um, just briefly, I know you just hit on it, but briefly share about that UAB story and why you think it's important for people to know that story today. Yes, sir. Well, it, it uh, of course, you know, we're in Birmingham, and if you kind of look at things, Birmingham is kind of the epicenter of where what we're talking about uh, transpires, where football is so important. It's the SEC headquarters, you know, and uh, the home of Legion Field, which is where we play, where the Iron Bowl originally, or, you know, originally uh, uh, was housed. And, you know, a lot of great games here in this city. And it's the number one – I don't think I put this in the book, but it's, uh, it's the number one college football viewing audience in, in the world, you know. And, and it's uh, on any given Saturday um, – it's a ridiculous number. I'm, I'm making the numbers up, but I mean, it's like around 80% of televisions in Birmingham, Alabama are tuned into college football. And the next closest one is like, you know, Atlanta with 28% or something. And then it goes down, but it's like, it's just like the epicenter where college football is important. So, uh, 
so you got that piece of it. Then you got this college here. It's a major medical school, uh, UAB is, but uh, the program was started. And I go into great detail in the book about when it was started and how it was started and all that kind of stuff. And then um, it's been a very mediocre FBS Division One football program for a lot of years. Uh, had had a few, you know, great things that happened. And then, but but a lot of 500 seasons or losing seasons, and uh, and 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 sporadically would have a winning season. Like they beat LSU, you know, back at in Baton Rouge one time when Nick Saban was uh, the head coach there. So there's been some things throughout the years that have been special, but. For the most part, it's been kind of a, a middle-of-the-road uh, Division One football program. Well, Coach Clark came in uh, in 2014, and uh, in the first year after they had only won, I think, three games in two years, uh, they won six games, got bowl eligible in the, in the 2014 season, and um, doubled attendance, and uh, things were really trending in the right direction. And then uh, at the end of the season – after beating Marshall. Now, I wasn't here at that time. I came when the program was reinstated, but um, they, they dropped the program um, and, and blamed it on uh, various things. But uh, the bottom line is they said no more football in December of 2014. Well, all the players scattered in the spring uh, and went other places throughout the country. And then in June, June 2nd, I believe it was, 2015, because of all the – uh, uproar that was uh, caused by dropping it and, and by the students and the campus and the community. Um, they said, okay, we're going to give it another shot if you guys can raise the money and do it. And so uh, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Wow. And so the program not only was reinstated, but really and truly, I mean, y'all rebuilt a winning program. Right. So then uh, I was vacationing in Orange Beach with my family and uh, Coach Clark said, you know, hey, we've reinstated the program. Come up here and let's talk. And so that next day I, I came up and, and sat down and it was kind of like good news, bad news. The good news is uh, the program has been reinstated. The bad news is we don't have any players. And uh, then the next bad news is we're going to play right back in Conference USA, FBS, Division One competition uh the 2017 season well it's 2015 that's two years it sounds like a long time maybe to the normal person but it's never been done in less than five years nobody's ever put together an entire division one roster in less than five years uh and we were being asked to do it in two uh so then that's kind of when the story really gets good uh in, in the book is when we start you know go out coast to coast recruiting and and uh and, and how we, you know, brought these players in from all over the country and, and got it together. And then by the fall of 2017, we had a competitive team, won eight games, went to the Bahamas Bowl and, you know, kind of shocked the world. You know, Coach, I love, you know, how this story, although it's different, very different from the Marshall story that involved an incredible tra tragedy of losing an entire, almost an entire team in a plane crash they also had to rebuild the program by going out and, and recruiting and you know I love the story in the movie the way it's told uh, this program of course was ended and players dispersed and you guys had to start with hardly nothing 
what was what was the major thing that uh, that really made you guys uh, successful in doing that? What was the focus, or what what can you talk about that really you know going not from the ashes uh, to success, but going with nothing to success? Well, I think truly without trying to over spiritualize it, I mean we we literally start every staff meeting with prayer. You know, Coach Clark uh, does every morning. We have ever since uh, that day after the program was reinstated. And uh, so uh, yeah, that's the first part. And then, uh, and then it's all about really uh, personnel and players and, and finding those guys. And so we were a second chance uh, program. And so uh, you mentioned Marshall. There'd only been two, you know, you always in football, you go out and you study, you know, how did somebody do something you want to do, whether it's running offense, defense, certain kinds of plays or whatever. Well, there really wasn't anybody to study that had lost all their players and brought it back other than the Marshall situation. And then SMU had gotten the death penalty, you know, back in the eighties. And, uh, um, so we, we looked at those two and both of them, the common denominator was they brought it back slow and, and, uh, used high school kids and, took it on the chin, but like SMU took it on the chin for 30 years, you know, and, and, uh, and Marshall, you know, got beat bad for a lot of years while they were trying to build it back up. Uh, because of the circumstances with UAB, we didn't really have a chance. We, we didn't have a, you know, 10 years to get the program back. We needed to get it back in a hurry. So we, uh, the NCAA gave us some provisions uh, where we could, uh, since we had that two years window of opportunity, uh, we could get some junior college players in uh, with uh, some some academic standards that weren't quite as high as the other Division One programs, which meant because we had a year to actually tutor them and get their grades up. So, so we were able to get some guys in, uh, not bad character guys, but maybe that were, you know, had a bad English grade or something and needed to, uh, a year to get stronger in certain skills. And anyway, so that's what we went with. We decided to go with a junior college route, uh, not a hundred percent, but with uh, guys that were older that could come in and play and transfer type guys. So that was the philosophy and the NCAA gave us uh, and conference USA gave us uh, basically a year where we froze the clock and the, the, the year that was there didn't count against those guys eligibility so we went out and found guys like that there's 140 junior colleges uh 70 in california and 70 in the rest of the country and we went to those and and found the players that uh, were division one high level guys but maybe you know had 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 a little uh, academic issue that we had to help them get fixed well i love that part of the story because you know, I'm constantly talking with people that uh, they're working to write a book or they're looking to influence people, both ministry and in business. And many times people are having to start with nothing or they're having to start over or they're having to begin again. And uh, I love that part of that story. And I think that this book could have a great influence on just people that are in leadership that are having to kind of venture into, okay, how do I start again? How do I rebuild this? And uh, so I love that. I love also in the book, the stories you tell. I, I can tell you're a storyteller, just like <laughs> me. And, uh, you know, Southern football, I understand. I, you know, I, I was raised in the South, grew up in, in North Florida, in Tallahassee. So yes, I'm a Seminole, uh, but I didn't grow up a Seminole. I grew up 
uh, Alabama Roll Tide Bear Bryant fan. Uh, my dad and all of his family were from Alabama, and uh, there was just a big, big following of all of my family uh, of the Crimson Tide. And so I grew up, my favorite player was a guy named uh, uh, Johnny Musso, number 22, running back. Uh, always wanted to be Johnny Musso. And, uh, and I remember, you know, we talked about this the other day that, uh, that uh, in the South, fo football is almost like religion. You know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, I can remember we played a joke on my dad and uh, my uncles because they was watching the Iron Bowl at a family reunion. And they were all, they had everything set up. And my brother had gotten some kind of uh, electronic uh, something where we could interrupt the broadcast and speak over the broadcast. And so we hooked it up. And while the ball game was going on, we hiding in another room came over that mic and said, we're sorry to announce, but today's Iron Bowl is not going to be broadcast. And, and my uncles and my dad, they about lost control. I bet. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it was, I mean, we, we were just playing a joke, but we, we were told, yeah. don't ever do that again. Don't you ever mess up ball yeah. game when this is on. And yeah. uh, so obviously, you know, but I love the stories. If you, if you love football and you love college football and you understand that aspect of it, you know, I look back and I can remember, as I shared with you, uh, one of the best periods of my life was when I was playing high school ball and uh, we'd go uh, to my ball game. I'd go play my ball game on Friday night and we had a very successful, my senior year, our small school, you know, I, I, I'm kind of intrigued with those stories too. I, I you know, uh, I love the movie Hoosiers and you see all those people in those cars following the team and everything the night before and people would every they lived for those games well i grew up in a, a small county in north florida had one high school 2a and uh my senior year we went on to win the state championship and i've got pictures of my parents with things painted on the cars and all the different things that would go into that but we'd go to uh, of course my ball game was on friday night my brother four years older than me actually had gotten a scholarship to Georgia Tech. And Saturday morning, we'd get up and we'd make the drive to Atlanta. As I told you, we'd go to the varsity, eat a hot dog, and then we'd, you know, go to the game, a lot of noon games. But there's a tradition that's built around that. And I love the stories you tell in here because I can relate to those stories. And two of the stories that really stood out to me that I wanted you just to share about I really love the history of the story of the University of the South or Swanee University. And I especially love uh, how you really highlighted Coach Bear Bryant and Coach Eddie Robinson. Um, and so just, you know, share a little bit about those two stories, whichever one you want to share the most of. I'd love to hear just kind of your personal take on those stories. Yeah. Well, the Sewanee, like we, we, I told you we we're in Tennessee. We drove up through Chattanooga today. We were probably 20 miles from Sewanee. It's beautiful down there. Uh, I always loved, to, and I've always been intrigued with that uh, University of the South is the name of the school and everything. And then I found out about that story um, uh, of the 1899 Ironmen. Uh, and they're doing a documentary on that. Um, but I've known that story for a long time. And I just felt like that that, that was really a, a, 
a heart of Southern football right there. So that's why I include, included that. And, and uh, they actually called the documentary Unrivaled because they say that team, you know, there'll never be another team that goes and, and, and plays uh, uh, five games in six days, you know, and then on the seventh day they rested, they say. But in those five days, uh, they beat Texas, Texas A&M, Tulane, LSU and Ole Miss uh, in six days. They beat those five teams. So they call the documentary Unrivaled. So that, you know, us being guys that like stories, I mean, it's hard to beat that one, you know. I mean, we, we, we can't even make up a lie that would be uh, that would be that good, you know. I mean, uh, so I, I just always like that. So that's I think that's why I included that and um, uh, a lot of the lessons to be learning there. And then the, on the, the Bear Bryant and Eddie Robinson, those are kind of, two of the premier guys that uh, really impacted a lot of folks, uh, you know, and their circles of influence, which were huge. And, uh, you know, each chapter has a, uh, a scripture and then at the beginning of it, and then at the end of it, it's got a coaching point and kind of the coaching point of that particular chapter about those guys has to do with discipline, you know, and I think that's kind of the, you know, the, the big thing that those guys did and that our society needs that coaches do. And I think that's the reason we love coaches so much is because, uh, uh, because they do instill that discipline that we all need uh, growing up. And uh, Tom Landry, uh, there's a couple of sayings I love. One of them, Tom Landry said that discipline is making men do what they don't want to do so that they'll be able to do what they've always wanted to do. You know, that was wow. his quote. And then, and then, uh, Zig Ziglar uh, said that uh, if uh, uh, if you discipline yourself to do the things you need to do when you need to do them, the day will come when you'll be able to do the things that you want to do when you want to do them. And uh, but just stuff like that, we've heard uh, you know a lot of things like that. You can have the pain of discipline or the pain of regret, but you're going to have one of them, you know. And oh, so sure. those guys, Eddie Robinson, Bear Bryant, your high school coach, my high school coach whoever, Bill Clark, whoever it is, instills those principles of discipline in, in multitudes of young men and, uh, and consequently enables them and us to be able to do things that we want to do because they taught us discipline. So I just kind of wanted to get that, you know, and those two guys kind of, I, you know, epitomize it in a lot of people's eyes and everybody's got their favorite coaches, but a lot of people, you know, think a lot of Bear Bryant and Eddie Robinson. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Coach Bryant, um, you know, had a major, you know, influence. You know, I love this movie Woodlawn that talks about, you know, the influence of that coach at Woodlawn High School and those other coaches. And, you know, I love, you know, one of my favorite sayings of Bear Bryant is just him saying he loves the idea of molding men. You know, and um, I think, you know, today, you know, I, I love, you know, the Bible talks about that the hearts of the fathers turning toward the sons and the sons turning toward the fathers. And, and you know, I love Coach Tony Dungy. I mean, he's one of my favorite leaders. He's another one of those key leaders. And you look and you, and you say, what, you know, what do we need more of in society? What do we need more of in business? What do we need more of in leadership? We need coaches. We need people that know how to come along people and develop them and bring the best out of them. 
And, and that's what uh, many of these coaches did. Were they perfect? Absolutely not. There's only one that was perfect. And, uh, you know, my coach in, in high school uh, really worked to develop me. When I coached football, you know, many of the times the thing I enjoyed the most was helping uh, a player to be able to accomplish something they were failing in, to be able to, you know, give them a – uh, a, a routine or give them a, tr a training method or, or, or give them something to do and see them actually do it. The look on their face when they made that block, the look on their face when they kicked that field goal. I mean, it, there's this priceless. And uh, so you can imagine, I imagine the influence of these people, these stories need to be uh, remembered and retold and many other stories need to be the same. And that's, I think that's why it really, really hit me when I read that part, because I could immediately, you know, uh, attest to it. Uh, you know, uh, Bobby Bowden's another person that uh, big, big fan of Coach Bowden and the influence that he had. And, you know, many times in the spiritual world, I think, uh, you know, I'm a pastor. I, I, I sh spent time teaching and preaching and all of that. But I don't think anybody has the influence that a coach has. And uh, when you see these spiritual mentors that are leading in programs, both football, basketball, baseball, uh, they have uh, an incredible uh, ability to influence. And that's one of the things I love. Talk about, uh, I know there were some other parts of the book that really, and I want to go to chapter 33 and, and talk about that in just a minute. But I know there were some other parts that really stood out to you uh, that are personal to you. Uh, share about some of those uh, other things parts of the book that you'd like to share about for a moment and then we'll talk about chapter 33. Okay yeah you know I poured so much uh, into that book that uh, uh, it's hard to like pinpoint anything you know one particular chapter because uh, um, but I do like the the one I, I think it's called retaining the dogs is recruiting the dudes retaining the dogs and it, I, I, on that chapter I went through and just kind of did a brain dump just about uh, kids and their stories, just a one sentence about, you know, where they came from and what, uh, just a couple things about what it took for them to get to Birmingham and to be on the roster and to be one of the ones that ended up making the team. Uh, that one's special to me just because that, that's, like I say, kind of the essence of it all. You know, who, the, who those players are, uh, where they came from, what they've been through, to get there that that's a, a big a big part of it and really the whole UAB story uh, the, the 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 big uh, kind of underlying theme is really what football does it's the it's the the one thing in in the world that teaches young men you know how to get up when you get knocked down you know that's yeah. the biggest deal to me about football is when you get knocked down, you get back up and you go harder and you, you know, do things different. You do things better. And that's what the whole thing is really about, getting knocked down and getting back up. And that's what every one of those kids' stories is about in that particular chapter. So I like that one. And I, and I, I really like the way we kind of put a bow on the, uh, on the end of it in the, in the, in the uh, epilogue. Um, I call it the Alpha and the Omega. There's two stories right there. The Alpha one is about a, and I won't tell the whole story because so you got to read it. But uh, uh, th th these Marines uh, were entertaining these uh, B 
big high military officials from Russia over here, and they took them to see a Friday night high school football game. And uh, kind of the punchline at the end was when the, the Russian general saw all these Americans playing football under the lights on a Friday night. He said, you know, do they do this everywhere? And the, and the guy said, yeah, all across America, every, everywhere on Friday night, this is going on. And he said, well, we'll never be able to win a war against uh, the United States then, you know, and, uh, you know, that, that was a great story. And then, and then the, the, the I call it the Omega story was uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, bottom line. He just, uh, uh, he just challenged uh, the people he was around to not just get excited about, information or a sermon or uh, a coach's speech you know if you don't do anything about it it's useless and and so kind of a call to action thing uh is kind of how we end the end it off and then i i got a poem at the end of it i really like the poem i hadn't got a whole lot of you know feedback on that but i, I wrote it i kind of took it as an overview of the whole book to enter y'all do a poetry contrast and and i was trying to get a free publishing package out of it and uh, i never did win but uh, I, I always liked the poem i said well i spent so much time on this thing i might as well put it in the book and and it kind of summarizes things so i kind of like that too so anyway that's uh, those are kind of my favorite i guess highlights there yeah i i i, I think your poem's great uh <laughs> well thanks you're the first one that said that good <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> People, if you don't get this book for any other reason, you got to read the poetry of Randy Pippen. Thank you, Don. It's straight from my book. No, I'm telling you, it's. I, uh, look, I love books. You can see some behind me here. I've got corners in my office with books stuffed into. Uh, I'm one of those people that I've ordered probably five, six books on Amazon during uh, the last couple of months. Love books, but I've never seen a book that is set up the way that your book is. Um, want to kind of wrap this up, but I want to talk about chapter 33 because it really, uh, you know, inspired me. And I, I know there's a lot that you were saying in there, but, um, you know, there's so many good things that can come out of sports. There's so many really good things that come out of sports. And that's what I love about this because, um, you know, I could, I could share the research as well that talk about the areas that were depressed and youth uh, had no future. And when they brought a sports program in, whether it be soccer, whatever it is, how things changed. I think there's so much that sports can bring in, in molding uh, young men and women. And uh, there's just so much benefit that I believe that it can bring to society when it's done well, you know, when uh, it's, it's done with the type of leadership that we just talked about. But chapter 33, you know, talks about, uh, I love it, says, inside these lines, can we resolve social unrest? Talk about that chapter for a minute, Randy. Well, you know, and it kind of ends up being prophetic with what we got going on, uh, but uh, I kind of knew that there, there seems like there's always something, some kind of social unrest going on somewhere in the world, so I figured I'd be safe putting that in there, but the, the intro video in that uh, chapter uh, which I want to touch on those uh, videos real quick before we go. But uh, that particular intro video, uh, a very, very special soul brother of mine produced that video for the NFL. And uh, uh, it's really a powerful video. And, and, uh, uh, and so I, I just, 
kind of took the principles there. And at the end of the day, you know, we end that chap chapter with the song, uh, you know, Jesus is uh, really the only answer. Uh, and, 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 and so that's, um, you, you know, how, how we kind of tied it together right there. At the end of the day, we're all, there's just one race, you know, I, I believe that everybody came from Adam and Eve and then there was a flood and then everybody came off of Noah's boat. But, you know, so we're, we're literally all brothers and sisters uh, that come from the same lineage. You know, some people just uh, went different places, went north, south, east and west, and maybe their complexion changed and their hair changed, but uh, we still all came from the same, you know, the same seeds, seeds and the same roots. And uh, so, uh, I feel like, you know, that, that, uh, uh, at the end of the day, uh, without Jesus, it ain't going to work no matter what. And with him, it will ultimately work. And so that's kind of the, yeah. um, the way we ended the book there, you know, and the, as far as the chapter formats. Yeah, I love that. And, uh, I totally, totally agree. Uh, and I've seen that happen, uh, not only in, uh, like movies like Woodlawn and, you know, remember the Titans. I mean, these are true stories. Um, I think sports enables us to to see beyond uh, many of these things. And uh, right. so I love the way the book ends. I love the whole flow of the book. You mentioned, and uh, I want to make sure that I share this, that uh, there's QR codes throughout the book that you're talking about easy. I had not done a lot of QR codes, but uh, literally, like you talked about earlier, uh, that the phones that we work with now are better than anything we've ever had before. And uh, to take a picture, you know, of the front of your book, you know, where there's a QR code right there, immediately goes to a video. And uh, throughout the book, there's uh, videos that the, the QR codes lead to, and there's a lot of great music uh, and songs. So it's almost like you thought out every chapter, and the chapters aren't real long either. Uh, it's almost like you're making a point, telling a story, sharing a couple of things, and then there's a QR code or a link that goes to a story and goes to a song. Uh, so I've never seen a book laid out this way, and I think it's very unique, and I think it is very special. So just share for a moment, uh, Coach, what, you know, what, what does the future look like for Randy Pippen? What's next? What do you see oh. from here? Yeah, well, I, I think, um, you know, for the most part, uh, I want to coach as, as long as it's realistic for me to be doing that. And uh, we'll see how this how this book does. I think it's a, a good book and like for it to, you know, uh, get into a lot of people's hands. And like Coach Clark said, if uh, if one person reads it and it helps them, then, then it's worth it, you know. Um, um, and then, you know, it's such a great story. I, I would love to see the story uh, – turn to a movie but uh we've said multiple times that you know i mean this is this is better than a better story than remember the titans or hoosiers or rudy or any of that stuff when you really dig into it um so i think that'd be great to see that happen but i mean uh I'm, i've been you know coaching for 30 plus years and and uh and and at the end of the day i just i love seeing the the uh, players get to the next level. And when I say next level, that doesn't mean the NFL 
you know, although that is the next level uh, for some, but there's very few that do that. The next level of their maturity, their discipline, their academics, their family, you know, all those kinds of things. That's what, uh, that's what coaches do. You, you help people get to their next level or their new dimension. So just want to do that as long as I can stay healthy and, uh, and see my own, uh, my own kids do well and, and uh, get married off and get me some grandkids and then uh, and then get get them going in, in whatever areas that they're uh, you know supposed to be going in so that's uh, those are kind of the, the things I want to do well I know that uh, you're getting ready for the fall season players have started reporting and uh, you know doing voluntary workouts and you know I, I know what that routine is like and so uh, I'm excited about the book I'm excited about the future of the book. We're going to share some things uh, here uh, as part of this show today on where people can go and find the book. Uh, but, uh, you know, deep in the heart, you love Southern football. You love stories of, of, uh, of hope, of resurgence and restoration. Uh, this is a great, great book. I couldn't recommend it any higher. And uh, also going to share some things uh, as well, where you can find uh, Coach Pippen, both on Twitter, also has a website. Uh, we will put a link up for that uh, at the end of the show. We'll give people information on how they can go and find the book. But you can, you know, you can go to Amazon. You can Google. Um, you know, the book is available everywhere that you can purchase a book online. Also available uh, in in bookstores. If you go in, they can order it and request it. They if they're not carrying it, but uh, you know, coach, I, you know, love your heart. I'm so glad we got connected, um, you know, last uh, really over a year ago and, uh, you know, and seen this process through, I'm excited about what the future holds. Uh, I'd love to see a movie talk about this story and share about that. I, I, you know, we can't get enough of motivational movies that tell real stories that help encourage people. So I'm going to be, uh, believing and praying that, uh, the right people come into place to be able to do that. And uh, I got to get to a ball game sometime. So, yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Come see us play. And thank you so much, Don, for, uh, I mean, you're, you're, you and your company. And yeah, last summer I, I took a day out of our family vacation and drove to Orlando and that's probably the best, uh, best decision I've made uh, certainly in the, in the, in the, uh, world of trying to get a book published to come see you and your team and y'all do such a fabulous job and, and just uh, really appreciate you um really giving me this opportunity i mean you 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 kind of walked walked me through it and um uh, and uh, encouraged me and gave me practical tips and uh, just really appreciate you and your team for all you do to help guys <laughs> dysfunctional coaches and other people be able to call themselves an author <laughs> thank you you, you bet, Coach. Uh, you know, I have a saying that you don't have to be a great writer to be a great author. Uh, <laughs> produce a book, somebody's got to live it or they got to see it and somebody's got to write it. And sometimes that's the same person. That's Max Lucado or others. But many times it's not. So you've lived the story and you saw the story and you worked uh, with a couple of our editors and people and you've put together something that uh, will be around long after we're gone. And that's what I love and believe so much about in telling stories and in publishing things. So coach, thank you so much for being with me today, for being my very first 
uh, guests to be interviewed on Living a Life Worth Remembering. Uh, you'll always be the marker of where I started in the interview uh, phase of this. And that's that's scary. You know, they say you only get one chance to make a first impression. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that with me or not. But uh, thank you for the for the invite. And thank you for being such a good coach. You do a great job uh, summing things up. And the, the one I remember is Burr, right? It's time to Burr. Buy it, read it, and recommend it. Isn't that, what, isn't that, isn't that where it goes? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's all right. You want to be on Coach's team? If, in fact, I'll do it right now. If you want to be on Coach's team and help get the word out about this book, there's three things I'm telling you to do. I call it the Burr, Burr method, B-R-R. Buy a copy. Buy a copy. Go to Amazon today. Go wherever you can get a copy. Buy a copy. Or recommend this to others. You got somebody you know that needs to be encouraged or you got somebody you know that loves college football and they're going to love this. And then go online and review it. Go online. Buy it on Amazon. Go back and review it. It's a great book. Again, Coach, I can't thank you enough uh, for being with me today uh, and taking the time to do this. And uh, you, you deserve to go get some tots from Sonic now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. I'm going to do just that. Absolutely. Well, Coach, thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in to Living a Life Worth Remembering today. I encourage you. Uh, to share this with other people. Uh, you also, if you saw the link today, you can go and sign up to my YouTube channel at Coach Don Newman, or you can go to iTunes and actually sign up for Living a Life Worth Remembering. But I just want to encourage you to keep tuning in monthly as I share other stories of people that are making their mark, they're making a difference, and they're living a life worth remembering. And I'm praying for you that the ripples you create today will become the waves of the future. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in.